Before we continue, one of the ways we keep all of our content for you, the listener, free of charge is our amazing sponsors, and today, Anchor is one of those sponsors. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free, there's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcasts right from your phone or computer. Anchor is going to distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and everywhere podcasts are listened to, and you can even make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Are the MCU films coming back to IMAX? Are the MCU movies leaving Netflix? Yes. And is it a slow news week because those are headlines? Yes. This is Marvel Movie News. Welcome to Popcorn Talk, featuring movie discussion, news, and interviews. Popcorn Talk. We talk movies. Talks Marvel Movie News. Excelsior to you, our merry Marvelites, for our live viewers. This is take two. For our E Evergreen viewers, this is take one, and you never saw sneaky background <laughs> changes. Welcome! This is episode 192, and we are re coming to you live from nowhere, where the news seems to exist. Nowhere. Nowhere. So you can subscribe to us at iTunes. You can find us on Popcorn Talk's website. You can find us at youtube.com slash popcorn talk network. You can follow us on Twitter at Marvel News PTN or at the Popcorn Talk. You can find us on Facebook, Facebook.com slash Marvel News Show. Follow us, like us, and if you retweet a link to the show whilst we are live, Ant Manthony in the booth will retweet you. Hey, how's it going, everybody? So, uh, this is the first take, and there wasn't any <laughs> take before these, and uh, we're a perfect show. Yeah. Perfect show. Nothing's ever, yeah. no flaws, zero right. flaws. No, no flaws zero in live production. Show. What are you talking about? Yeah. Maximum effort. What's a second take even mean? So joining me, as ever, is the ever-lovely Marquia McCarty. Uh, yes, hello. You can follow me on Twitter and Instagram, at Marquia McCarty, M-A-R-K-E-I-A-M-C-C-A-R-T-Y. And she, and this is important to me as a burner, I gotta give full credit, <laughs> she is officially, as of today, Ooh. going to Burning Man. As of this morning, wow. Uh, yeah, I have a ticket, I have a ride, vehicle pass, I've bought supplies, and... My birthday is on the twenty seventh, which is during Burning Man. I I don't know. I'm uh, I'm I'm Pretty filled. Real. I'm filled with the with the spirit, big time. I'm thinking of doing what some of uh, other people have done, and they they do uh, Amazon wish lists and stuff. And then it's like if people want to, you know, I haven't pre ordered Spider Man PS4 yet. <laughs> <laughs> For instance, <laughs> I don't know. Maybe maybe I'll do it. Um, I'll make a big deal out of my birthday this year. Yeah. So Burning Man is already a giant testament to whoa. Wow. And as a burner, I just got to say, uh, it's marvelous enough that she's going that it's on the news. Uh, and also <laughs> joining us, associate producer and ever lovely, Amy. Hi. Martinez. Yes. Do you like the middle name use? I do. I paused in the middle because I was like, do I put this in there? Yeah, yeah. you know, yeah. Okay, yeah. Amy. Cassandra Martinez. There you go. Uh, yes, you guys can find me on all social media at Amy Cassandra MTZ, which is an abbreviation for Martinez. Yeah, or Thank you. <laughs> thank you. Or you can just think of it as <laughs> Which I respect. I respect the brevity of As yeah. a person with a three-letter first name, is respectable. Right? One, Amy. You got six total. I know. If you just go to Amy in yeah, chat room, yes, I know Dean Ambrose is back on Raw, which is amazing. Uh, let's talk about it on Twitter. <laughs> Wait, they, Dean they, Ambrose! They mistake the our, fringe. Our, our random tangents into Burning Man into, like, free-range show. Yes. <laughs> All that, 
thanks, all the nerdums. That said, it is a very uh, medium to slow news week. It is post, uh, right after Comic-Con, there was a surprising barrage of more news, and now that, that summer lull, just like going to the movie theater, and if MoviePass only lets you see Slenderman, it's like that with the news. <laughs> only Slenderman. Slenderman. It is a Slender News Week, and speaking of Slender, Netflix is slimming down because when the Disney streaming service starts up, they're losing the Disney properties. So that is not a surprise. It has been rumored for quite some time. It is now official that, frankly, when Disney takes over, they're taking over and they're just they're just pulling. So we're not going to have Ant-Man and the Wasp on there anymore. We will, as of now, keep the Netflix shows because Netflix teamed up. It's as much theirs as it is Marvel's, as far as we know to date. But Captain Marvel will be the first MCU film to debut on the Disney platform, whatever they may end up calling it. And that will mean we will be losing those on Netflix. Uh, what do you guys think about the Disney... Take it back. Not surprised. I mean, uh, look at what they did with uh, the animated movies, you know? Uh, well, what they will be doing. <laughs> and uh, Star Wars in general. It, like, it, it makes sense. Uh, they want to beef up their, well, they're going to do, like, direct competition with Netflix. Like, Hulu has been doing, like, direct competition with them. So, yeah. It, it just it just makes sense. I'm, I'm very happy that they're for right now, letting Marvel Netflix stay there. Yeah. Because I feel mm-hmm. like it, it's a type of genre. You say Marvel Netflix or Netflix Marvel, w- w- however you live. When you when you say that, you get a particular feeling, you know, that um, boots on the ground, you know, incidents in the skies, not so much Iron Man armor so much as it is, does Jessica Jones fly? You know, that kind of a feel. So... Yeah, I'm I'm really hoping that Disney does keep that there mm-hmm. at least at least through Defenders 2, which I'm sure they're going to have. You know, um in uh, Luke Cage season 3 <laughs> and so on and so forth. I'd at least like that. I I would want that story all of those stories to come to a completion mm-hmm. before they consider maybe starting a Disney Marvel Netflix, if you know what I mean. And I think that can be more kid-friendly. I think that can be a different... Like, Marvel Knights was an adult-only line. Like, you could actually get carded buying some of the comics that, that Marvel mm-hmm. used to do. I like the idea that you can have that distinction on Netflix, where they can make the Disney properties like, maybe maybe have an age wall or something that... I mean, no kids ever click 18+, plus when they're not, right? Um, <laughs> but maybe having something on the Disney that if they have those older shows that there's a distinction, because I like that the, the Netflix brand feels like Netflix and I like that Freeform feels like Runaways. Like, mm. I like that there's different flavors because when you go to a comic store, there's so many different universes to dive in even amongst the DC and Marvel umbrellas. You know what you're getting. Yeah, Amy, and what do you think? Punisher couldn't exist Punisher on a, Disney, exist on a on Disney platform. Are you kidding? Yeah, that'd be... Guys, Whoa. gun control conversations. Oh. Disney years. Oh, that would be interesting. I agree, but I also really like to be able to watch everything everywhere Mm -hmm. so it's cool but i'm also very dedicated to netflix so i mean it's fine it's fine i'm just bummed that they're taking marvel away from us for now you know at least putting it um in the disney platform but keeping the marvel television stuff on there marvel netflix (laughs) you know what i mean yeah let's make it pretty like let's just have it everywhere no what do you think they're gonna call it disney cast now like, Dreamcast failed. We don't want anything oh, no, sounds no, no, like no, Dreamcast. No. <laughs> We've already Cast. tried and failed there. <laughs> Disney TV. Now. The Mouse House. The Mouse House? <laughs> I like that app. You, just get... you click on, uh, do you want to download the Mouse House? 95 for the Mouse House. 50 million other people have downloaded the Mouse House. Everyone just have this giant umbrella of like Lady and the Tramp and Spider-Man running around. Like it's going to be. <gasps> oh, that would be cute. It's happening. Everything. They Spider-Man own everything. Would just, like... Web Well, I mean, mm. that's actually the one character I shouldn't use because Sony would be like, no, no, no. But other than Spider-Man, mm. 
Yes. I, he's, he's Disney in my heart. Uh, so, I mean, that's interesting. It's it's not too surprising. Disney's going to be launching their streaming service in mid-2019, we've heard. So that'll be happening in a shockingly soon eight to nine months because this year is almost over, which I don't understand. September's soon. Oh, no, I'm not panicking. You're panicking. Um, the MCU movies, however, in the opposite move, are coming back to IMAX to <laughs> celebrate the anniversary of... And with Marvel partnering with IMAX, they're celebrating the 20th anniversary, I believe, of IMAX by having all 20 movies again in theaters, which is so exciting. I love IMAX. I think movie theaters are underappreciated. I think that movies are meant to be seen in theaters. I think the shared experience and the size, the scope, they're made for big, especially these kind of movies. You don't have to see every movie in theaters, but the superhero movies are super heroically big. See it on IMAX. See it as big as you can. So uh, IMAX announced all 20 Marvel movies will be playing at least once and some as many as three times beginning on Labor Day weekend, which is, once again, very panic-inducingly soon. And uh, they're also releasing The, the Dark Knight is going to be out right before that, um, which, wait, did I miss it? I missed The Dark Knight! Oh. The Dark Knight came out right before, I past tense now. Oh no. Yeah, it's like Dark Knight did it and then Marvel's like, hey, that's great. What a great idea. Let's let's put everything on the table. They should have advertised more because I missed it. <laughs> Yeah, that would have been nice to see, cool to see Dark Knight again. Like, was it during Comic Con? Is that why? It might have. It must have been. There were a lot of things during Comic Con, and then just like just afterwards, you kind of figure out that life was still going on. Afterwards. I'm still recovering. Yeah, but there are there are some people and probably viewers that uh, you know are joining us now mm-hmm. that didn't get to see Iron Man in IMAX. theaters and yeah. IMAX, and now they have mm-hmm. the the opportunity to do that. I mean, heck, I'll be there. <laughs> Is it the 20th anniversary of IMAX? Is that why 20 films? Is the 10th anniversary of Marvel? Mm-hmm. Is it, so it's the 20th anniversary of IMAX. They're celebrating with 20 Marvel films. I know 2008 was not 20 years ago. Ooh, all of that's catchy. <laughs> I mean, 20 years, 10 years, Marvel, 20 films. <laughs> so catchy. So oh, this oh will no, be... we're going to miss it anyway. Yeah, it's, it's while we're gone. What? Yeah. <laughs> Enjoy Iron Man for me. I live vicariously through you while I'm dancing in the desert. <laughs> so they'll be releasing those uh, nearly two dozen films will be released in the order of release between August 30th and September 3rd, and then you get to catch a couple more of them between September 4th and September 6th. So, mm-hmm. a lot of movies coming at you. If you live near an IMAX, or even if you don't, get a hotel near an IMAX, travel out, <laughs> go see all these movies, support cinema. August 30th, we're getting Iron Man, Incredible Hulk, Iron Man 2, and Thor. I'm going to speed read Koi style because we're going to get through these. August 31st, we get Cap, First Avenger, The Avengers, Iron Man 3, Thor, The Dark World, September 1st, Captain America, The Winter Soldier, Guardians of the Galaxy, Avengers Age of Ultron, and Ant-Man, September 2nd, Captain America, Civil War, Doctor Strange, Guardians of the Galaxy, Volume 2, Spider-Man Homecoming, and September 3rd, Thor, Ragnarok, Black Panther, Avengers Infinity War, and Man of the Wasp. The 4th, you get Iron Man again, Spider-Man Homecoming, Black Panther, Doctor Strange, September 5th, Guardians of the Galaxy, Volume 2, Captain America, Civil War, The Avengers, Avengers Infinity War, and September 6th, fans will vote for the final two screens. I feel like going you were rapping. Going twice, going hard, <laughs> yes. Sold. I was curious just how fast Sold I could the Marvelite fans. Marvelites get the movies. <laughs> Yay, we all win. So what do you guys, now that I read the paragraph. I don't know, do I, I kind of blanked out for a second. Can you do it again? Just, uh, <laughs> <laughs> drinks, power, juice. Uh, so yes, I love I'm, the idea I'm of I'm focusing IMAX. and supplementing. Yeah, well, and I was looking, uh, because we talked about this on Marvel TV Weekly as well, and if you're in the L.A. area, there are three theaters you can go to. So plan accordingly, because I'm sure that a lot of people will want to go and see them in IMAX. So it's uh, like TCL Chinese Theater mm-hmm. in Hollywood and AMC, a couple of AMC theaters. And we were talking about how, like, if you could only pick a couple mm-hmm. of movies to see. Yeah, is this playing at, No, El Capitan doesn't have a... It's not technical IMAX. Yeah, it's not IMAX. It's, like, it's well, IMAX adjacent. You know. Otherwise... <laughs> I'd be living there if we weren't both gone. I know. You in Ireland, yep. me, hashtag dance in the desert. I'll be in the green. Or hashtag the... birthday bird. Yeah, you'll be yeah. having a hell of a time. Ooh, We're both going to be experiencing magical things, just not IMAX magical things. Exactly. What three would you pick? 
No pressure. Oh, right? Right now. <laughs> Amy, right now. Okay, definitely Guardians of the Galaxy, the first one. Uh, Black Panther again. <sighs> it's always that last one that's hard. Uh, ooh. Captain America Winter Soldier. Bam! Got it. Okay. Final uh, my three, original Iron Man. Mm-hmm. Uh, then uh, Captain America um, Winter Soldier. Mm-hmm. And then Black Panther. Beautiful. Mm-hmm. I like that this one from each phase. That that feels good. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm going Iron Man as well, and then I'm going Winter Soldier. So we have some. We'll have some. We'll oh. see each other in those crossovers. <laughs> be like in uh, spirits, and we'll be like, hey. And hey. then I think for me, oh, it's either Civil War or Spider-Man: Homecoming, just because right. those were such those right. were such fun experiences. So like with the audience, I want to laugh with the audience. Mm-hmm. So I remember loving seeing Spider-Man get born for for the, the new audience because I saw that Civil War so many times. But also Homecoming was just such a like John Hughesy belly laugh that I kind of want to like have a hundred people like laughing with me again. Yeah. So I see your Guardians. I was Guardians yeah. was like a close. Yeah, because oh, yeah. IMAX right. in general. Yeah. yeah. It's Scopey just scope. louder and being in there basically. And live chat. What uh, what three would you pick? I'm very... Oh, yeah. Game and, girl, have, and Game then also um, people that are not seeing this live with us, uh, go ahead and tweet interact us. with the... Yeah, tweet us or interact on the YouTube. Mm-hmm. iTunes people... Uh, iTunes has comments also. It's true. It's true. Use that up. And also, uh, Gamer Girl, I was not saying that Lady in the Tramp and Spider-Man would team up in a show. I'm saying on the same platform. But now that you've said it, I do want to see that team up real bad. I kind of want to see, well, this will never happen, (laughs) uh, Deadpool, because then you have Lady in the Tramp and they have the piece of spaghetti and then Deadpool just like chops it. Yes. (laughs) I will take that all day. And he kind of looks like a meatball. Oh. Oh, okay. Well, he's telling it. He's, he's a meatball pool. Yeah, he's only got that, like, toasty flavor. So I am very excited for these IMAX as much as I'm upset about the Netflix. Netflix felt inevitable. Now we have an official update. But I love that for IMAX's 20th anniversary, they're bringing 20 Marvel films back to the cinema. And as you guys know, if you're fans of the show, I am a big advocate for seeing movies in the theater because theater is very important. Now... In not so exciting news, um, not so exciting. Sony is, is, is they're making me nervous. Uh, Sony, <laughs> uh, there was a, a movie called Silver and Black that had a very very strong production team lined up. That had a very very strong, incredible costume designer. You may have heard of her. Her name's Ruthie Carter. She was. Mm-hmm. I, I was riding this movie being good solely on Ruthie Carter being such a talent that I was like, she wouldn't put her name on something awful. And then Sony was like, hey. What if we split that into two movies for some reason and then have a Black Cat movie and then later a Silver Sable movie for some reason? I don't know if Black Cat is a standalone character or if Silver Sable is. I keep defending Sony. I will for the first time admit I'm nervous and ask you guys what you think. (laughs) Well, this is an extremely interesting move uh, to do a Felicia Hardy standalone movie. Mm -hmm. Uh, I mean, I I can kind of understand the thinking of it because... From from my mind movie, I can see executives being like, "Hey, Catwoman was big, right?" And uh, we should have a basketball wasn't, scene. Wasn't there a Catwoman movie? <laughs> and not really thinking, and not really thinking that through, and be like, "We could do it better," you know, kind of kind of a deal. Um, and then not really. Well, I can be somewhat optimistic for this uh, if they get a very strong team, like a very strong team behind them, and have. A heck of a story mm-hmm. where we uh, dwell into uh, the background of Felicia Hardy somehow without Spider-Man. And we don't go the Holly Berry Catwoman route with it. 
Which I don't think we could do anyway. That was like that, that was, was like a 90s. bubble universe. That was a peak the weird 90s throwing money at stuff. A heck of a drug. <laughs> they were, uh, and I'm not I'm not dissing it too much because um, I'm I like to watch a lot of bad sci-fi. So there are times when um, watching. The Catwoman movie can be very enjoyable. They mainly involve drinking games, um, but hey. it can be very enjoyable, like that and Flintstones. And I love Benjamin Holly Berry. In it. Oh my gosh! Yeah, <laughs> I love Holly Berry. Yeah. What are you gonna do? There's there's yeah. nothing to be done when uh, when you have that much love. Uh, so, but I, I won't watch some X Men movies. But um, so with this, yeah, I mean. It's possible. I think it would have been such a stronger choice to keep Silver Sable and Black Cat together. Mm -hmm. I mean, already it feels like people were on the fence with that particular movie, no matter the fact that they had Gina, Prince Bythewood involved, and Ruthie Carter, and everything like that. And then to have that be put on hiatus, and then to be like, oh, because we're doing a Black Cat standalone. Mm -hmm. It just seems like them doing that, they are putting so much pressure on Venom now. It's like all of these moves is, it's it's kind of like you know what it reminds me of. It reminds me of um, Universal's Dark Universe. Mm. You know when they they were like, okay, this is our setup of everything. You know, Bride of Frankenstein, um, and uh, you know the Mummy and all and everything like this. And then they put all this pressure yeah. on the first starting movies, and they they didn't really hit the they mark. They cast like eight actors and then they like never got to work. Like they and then the first yeah. the mummy, yeah, I agree. That was tricky. It's oh, you have to have that first really good build. Like you have to have your Iron Man or mm-hmm. you have to have your blade or or whatever. You have to have that and you plan out from that. And it kind of feels to me, and I'm not inside, you know, anything that has to do with Sony. I don't know what they're actually thinking. But it feels to me like they were like, oh, hey, what do we have? Oh, we have Venom. Oh, he's really close to Spider-Man. Okay, um, we'll we'll have him be the forefront. Oh, you know what? Marvel's doing, like, such incredible stuff, and they're on board with us now. Uh, we're just going to span everything out from him and not really thinking it through and not putting enough into Venom to then be the Iron Man right. for Sonyverse. So, I, I don't know. It's... It's it feels like a reactive move to me, and I just hope that they get a lot of amazing people um, behind the scenes with this. But this also this needs a Kevin Feige. Mm-hmm. Our, um, our our who does DC have? I oh god, I forget his name right now. But well, DC kind of. Well, Jeff Johns went to. Well, not not. I don't mean him. Jim I mean, Lee's creative director right now. I think. Oh, um, I forget his name right now. Um, the person that I mean, where it's like kind of a guiding force. But like with that, you need somebody that has a singular vision. Mm-hmm. And I feel like they need that for Sonyverse. And I don't feel like they have that. They have, um, you know, different producers doing different things. And, and someone's just saying yes. And then it's yeah, all. Yeah. It's like, <laughs> hey, money's good. <laughs> yeah, we like money. Hey. What do you think, Miss? I think they should just try to focus on doing a good job and stop trying I don't know crazy thought but try like stop trying to do something that you know Marvel's already doing mm-hmm. um and stop trying to rush it and I'm I'm kind of confused because if Black Cat you know has a lot to do with Spider-Man I'm worried that they're gonna try to overlap but not try to overlap at the same time it's just gonna be a mess and just take your time. There is no rush. Us nerds aren't going anywhere. Spider Verse looks great, but that's a lot of so- that's Sony animation, and that's yeah, the, that's the biggest you. Sony pull. Walter Hamada. That was that was beautiful. the person. Oh, I was got thinking it. Yeah, of. yeah. Thank you. 
Uh, so Spider-Man, Sony verse look. I mean, Spider Verse looks great from Sony. Oh yeah. Um, but like the Craven movie makes me nervous. Uh, this makes me like what I would do with the Black Cat standalone movie is her dad was a a, a cat burglar and he was known as like a like a very famous cat burglar. So what I'd want to do is kind of have like a, a daughter story where it's a young black cat trying to follow in the footsteps of her father and do kind of an oceans movie and like kind of have like a heist film where she's trying to be your dad and she's like walking the line between good and bad and you can have a you can have an interesting origin with black cat but i could see that really tying in beautifully with silver sable having like an espionage take on that where she was following her father in espionage footsteps and you have these two parallel characters where one goes good and one goes evil and then when they meet you have this conflict Mm-hmm. That would be an interesting movie. But when you put them in two different movies, if you try to flush out an hour and 45 minutes for each of them and then have them meet later, that might not be enough. Like, mm-hmm. I don't know if I need to see a full story with each because I love these two characters, but I don't know if Sony has proven themselves enough that they'll give the right actor, the right director, the right writers enough room to breathe and take their time, mm-hmm. or if they're going to rush two movies and then the universe just crumbles. Well, and it sounds like they would make more sense to be together. Why would you want to see the same kind of story? Twice? Right, they're similar um, enough. Yeah. Like, they're not the same, but they're not, like, they're not, like, Venom. They're not, they don't have the yeah. loyalty that Venom does, necessarily. Mm-hmm. I don't know anyone that's like, I'm going to give $20 to the Silver Sable movie. And you know what? If they if they did that, I would kind of want them to be set in different eras. I mean, if we had like a an Ocean's Eight esque type of Black Cat, mm-hmm. then I would want um, I would want Silver Sable to be set further back um, during a, a time where it's like really cool to be like a Cold War type of assassin yeah. type of a thing. So then. Uh, when they would have a movie where she meets up with Black Cat, I would actually want an older actress mm-hmm. to play that. And then that also, you know, checks off a mark because, oh, gosh, we do love our, our younger superheroes, don't we? Um, that's one of the reasons why I'm kind of on board with them doing, for instance, um, Jackpot. Uh, because it's good to have um, older superheroes, uh, especially a female, older, super, uh, older female superheroes. But I don't know. It just... It feels it feels like they're they're like oh what do we have and like throwing stuff at a dartboard. I, I just want a lot of thought to go into this because I feel like this could be so good. The um, the versatility and diversity that you can have with having a bunch of villains, which they they have, um, you know, Sonyverse has that. To have that and then along with just the, it's it's so possible, but they have to have the right people. And they mm-hmm. have to have the right mindset, otherwise. We'll turn our back on them. I want to trust Sony. Yeah. And speaking of trusting Sony, Venom might be PG-13. Uh, I, um... <laughs> it could be a hard PG-13. Oh, that's, that's possible. I have so many that was inappropriate like, things to say. Hmm. I feel like that was like one of the most enticing things for me was... And R-rated mainstream. Yeah, R-rated like mm. Venom. Movie. Their trailer is yeah. saying we have too many superheroes. We need a villain, and then they're like, "But a Diet Coke villain." Like the what you, what you, what you, what you <laughs> a Diet Coke villain. Like you don't like advertise your trailer. Like look how badass we're being. PG thirteen badass. Like uh-huh. I get that PG thirteen can push some limits, but if you're eating brains and you're having a man have a psychotic break and you cast Tom Hardy. What do you what do what are you doing? Mm-hmm. I I, yeah. I want this to be a hard R. I want this to be like. Uh, it doesn't make sense to me. Spider-Man's friendly neighborhood. Venom's not. The beautiful thing is the id and the ego, the battle between Spider-Man and his darkness. The beautiful thing is that the symbiote is so controlling that it warps even the powerful Spider-Man. That it, like, it corrupts the responsible Spider-Man. If he's not corrupt on his own, he's never going to be corrupt as spider What are you doing? What do you guys think? Well... Dang it, guys. <laughs> I feel like we all want it to be good. Duh. 
But I feel like they keep giving us little pieces where it's just harder and harder to fight for them. I'm really hesitant, and I think PG-13 and brain-eating just don't really mix. Go for it hard, you know? Like, I don't understand why why they're trying to be safe. Maybe they want to get the younger audiences in there and make sure that they can see it as well. And 12-year-olds are going to think, yeah. hey, that guy looks cool and he's got edgy teeth. Yeah. Like, Venom is very edgy, cool. Like, he's that kind of character. I could see that. Yeah. I see why they're doing yeah. it also because um, MCU did that. Right. So, you know, it works. Mm-hmm. Star Wars did that. It works. And money. But it's it's different. Yeah. It's so different. Um, I, oh, Venom would have made a, a very good R-rated movie. I mean, wasn't he, like, biting off somebody's head in the, in the trailer? trailer? Okay. I heard so, reshoots are happening now yeah, post of that course, tone. Of course, of course they are. Uh, I, I heard uh, more humor being injected kind of a thing. Okay. So, <laughs> I mean, um, the thing with PG-13 is, like, well, just R-ratings in general is, is what? You have um, uh, nudity slash um, sexual relations or language or violence. Mm-hmm. And that's, you know, our rating. I mean, with PG-13, I think you could still have it be R with uh, the violence, but then, you know, um, any kind of language stuff uh, would be right out the window. Well, you lose any, like, you have to cut away. Violence has to be off camera. And that means that we're we're going to feel that, I think. We're going to feel us. For a villain movie, for Venom villain movie. Oh, and also in the chat room, uh, no, Silver Sable is not old, but I'm saying that it would be a really good opportunity to age up a superhero if you set her further back um, and didn't involve time travel like you do with Captain Marvel. Uh, Not time travel, I mean um, being in another place, like in space, and then of course uh, with... um, uh, time running differently there as opposed to here and whatnot. Andre Rodriguez suggested Helen Mirren for a noir style. <gasps> Ooh. Isn't that a cool idea? I love that. I we like that have a lot. Red meets Silver Sable. That's, I, I love, love that idea. That's a fantastic. That. Andre, great, actually, great call, man. Super Wait, fun. so I might be out of the loop. Is it confirmed it's going to be for sure for PG-13? Or is it, it, it's, it's a rumor. A talk? It's a rumor. It's a talk. Yeah. And I am, Oof. once again, I'm still Venom cheerleader. Just I'm getting a little scared. Well, yeah, I, I, don't know. I, was, I asked the chat, who is excited? To see Venom, and we have we have a couple of pe- hopeful people as well. So Wait, I don't, <laughs> there's that. I, I don't get why can't they make Venom rated R and then just have them if they there is a, a potential for a crossover, just make that movie PG PG thirteen. Well, because they they want a wider audience. You for have the a wider you have a wider audience with PG thirteen than you do with R. Because, like an eighty um, percent wider audience, like a substantial. Exactly. Yeah, like think about wi- it. If you if you have um uh you know uh. Uh, a teenager and she's like super excited about the Venom movie but she happens to be 15 years old mm-hmm. so it's like well she's not seeing that without parental um, consent but type of a thing the wider audience be coming from Spider-Man like if they're like the whole point is like we want to prepare for a potential crossover for Spider-Man which potentially would be PG-13 right yeah so it, with the like, Spider-Man they have Spider-Man already, now Spider-Man already has pull they don't need to widen the audience for when they release that Spider-Man because Spider-Man will do most of the pulling but also they could they could attract the more uh, whatever Venom attracts with the rated R uh, audience as what, well. what I think is that now they're resting all their laurels on Venom so they need Venom to make 200 million dollars or something huge comparatively so they can make Black Cats so they can make the Craven movie I think Venom is now more of a foundation than it was so now they're thinking about PG-13 oof well 
It's, yeah. It seems like they're losing their confidence in this film, and when they start having their knees shake, everyone is, is can feel it in the air. And if they don't have the confidence and stand behind a rated R Venom film, then it's just not going to do well. I mean, look at what happened with with Slenderman and, and uh, Sony Screen Gems. Like that was an incomplete film because it was originally intended for a rated R film, uh, rated R rating, but to broaden the audience and uh, to appeal to teenagers, they brought it down to PG thirteen, and they also scrapped many of the juicier parts of the film and then they released it and it, now it's got like less than a 30% rating on Rotten Tomatoes like granted it might be financially secure but still it's it's it was a terrible film that was supposed to be the, the next iconic uh like Jet uh, Freddy or uh, Jason Voorhees juicy like a turd in the wind oh no uh, so <laughs> speaking of juicy uh James Gunn is that's that's a bad tangent James Gunn is Marvel's Marvel is trying to get James Gunn rehired uh, there are back-channel conversations between the studios, between Marvel and Walt Disney Company, and with the growing support and with the cast and with everything else, this is still a conversation. I think this is the third or fourth time it's come up on our show um, because it is still a thing. It is, it is still news. It is still moving. I think all of us have said uh, our piece on what we feel about this situation. Mm-hmm. I just wanted to, much like the three years of us saying the Fox-Disney merger was happening, this is your update on the rehiring of James Gunn or not situation happening. That is the only only bit of uh, conversation there anything you want to add to it i think we've done for like three weeks <laughs> yeah it's it's i feel a little bit frustrated because we have to just keep talking about it because people are talking about it and there's not much going on but you guys need to know what is going on in case yeah. you don't know so, it's a little, it's a yeah ping, ping, uh, i think it would be a a decent compromise to put him on as a producer you know producer slash consultant type of a deal if um if Disney's completely adamant about not having him direct. Uh, I mean, that's that could be a possibility, you know, a way around um, all of this. But, you know, who knows? Who knows at this point? I mean, we shall see. No matter what, time moves forward. And unless the end of the world happens, um, or half of the world ends, <laughs> then, exactly, then yeah, uh, we will curious. find out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we'll see. I mean, we'll keep updating you. I just that's the current situation. That's where it stands now. And speaking of glorious things, Infinity War has hey! a gag reel, and we're gonna watch it with you, lovelies, because yes, it is fantastic. <laughs> I actually haven't seen this yet. Same. So fun stuff. Or have wait, have I? <laughs> this looks familiar. <laughs> <laughs> I just, I just want him to do a peace out, oh. <laughs> a peace out sign, and then just walk off. Because you're worth it. <laughs> <Hey>. <laughs> Fun stuff. <laughs> I'm Doctor. Mm. I'm Doctor. I can't walk at the moment. <laughs> I mean. <laughs> Yay! I, I, yes, I am excited for that full gag reel and full commentary, and I love special features so much. Uh, I really, really love diving into that, like the making of a movie, the the commentary throughout the feature of the film, like it's, (laughs) special features are so cool, and they're finally starting to do them on digital and tangible, so Mm -hmm. as much as I love tangible media, if you guys are digital folks, if you buy it digital, there are special features on the digital release, which is available now, and the tangible release is available today. Yeah, so you can buy it today. And get it digitally. Get it. In, well, you can buy it either way today. Yeah, Both. yeah. Like um, you know, get your cry on. <laughs> oh, yeah, enjoy the I darkness. 
Yeah, seriously, um, I, I watched it three times, and I have not watched. Well, I couldn't watch it again. <laughs> I just lot. couldn't. It's a lot. It's I a couldn't. lot of movie. Man, it's a I lot. saw it five it's so times. Good. Oh, I've survived three, that. Three, three was enough. I just got Thor Ragnarok back into my rotation. So <laughs> it is a heavy film. Do you guys uh, remember that guy that was going to the movies? Yeah. Seeing it? I wonder if he's still going. Because if he is, he can't. It's no longer in theaters. So I wonder when he stopped. Well, it's, he probably bought it on digital as soon as he could. No, yeah. dude. I guarantee. Oh, my God. That guy is, now he's just comfy at home. Crying. And all of those shirts he has. That guy is, I'm, yeah. I was impressed by his wardrobe, frankly. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. So. And just uh, real quick to address in the chat room, uh, I, I personally find it extremely unlikely that they're not going to do Guardians of the Galaxy 3 uh, because it's it's such a moneymaker mm-hmm. and people are expecting it. Uh, if anything, um, it I think that it could be pushed back. We don't need for it to come out the, the time that it is because we have all of these other things lined up. It depends on what the next phase is. It, it could all be depends needed. on what we the don't next know. phase is. Um, but I, I don't think it's just going to be dropped off the docket. I, I don't think it's... All of this is serious, but I don't think it's that serious, if you know, if that makes any sense. Time will tell. Time will tell. We shall know, because time moves forward. So speaking of serious, I'm going to keep tangenting. <laughs> Anton Fuqua, a very serious yes! man. Yes! Oh, I enjoy taking, this director. Yeah, it's a real, he's brilliant. I enjoy him. He is ch- taking meetings with Marvel. He Yay. is the man who made The Equalizer most recently. Also, like... And Equalizer 2. And Equalizer 2. And yes. Equalizer 2 writers just uh, signed on to Craven. So a lot of the Equalizer team, much Excellent. like uh, Creed, are getting plucked by these giant copper properties because it's great. Uh, yeah. And I love when people see a movie do really well and they're like, oh, let's just take all the good stuff. <laughs> and Creed, like if you watch Creed, that's like a Marvel movie retroactively because that yeah. entire cast and crew. Yeah. Who did that movie? Uh, and Creed's incredible if you haven't seen it. So Antoine Fuqua is making the rounds on Equalizer 2 and mentioned that he has been, quote, I've been approached about it, uh, saying about Marvel. I'll probably take some meetings soon, talk to those guys about it. For me, it has to be the right one in the right situation because there's so much visual effects going on and we're the director in it all. I need to understand it because it's like management. They have a machine, they've got people, there's the design, the whole thing is sketched out. Is the director doing that or is it a hundred other people? I love that he wants his vision. I want that he I love that he wants it to be his. Um, but Sony just asked me to do Morbius. I'm going to have a meeting with Kevin Feige just talking. I would love to see his Morbius. Uh, that'd be great. Uh, and if you haven't seen the Equalizer, Equalizer 2, and there, obviously there's other work that he's done. Uh, I forget. I think it was uh, something in Miami. And in any case, Equalizer and Equalizer 2. See that for Denzel Washington, who is like, um, uh, what's what's a good term to say Denzel Washington besides using his name as an adjective? I mean, he's 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 iconic. Yes. If you don't know Denzel Washington, um, welcome to knowing Denzel Washington. Change with your um, life. Yeah, Equalizer, Equalizer two, and then just like his body of work, um, Training Day, he won an Oscar for, but he's not just that, Malcolm X, and so on and so forth. But um, with um, uh, when Antoine and Denzel got together, because um, Denzel is a uh, uh, sort of getting up there in age, but he's still he's still pretty awesome. It's it was so. I never doubted for a second that Denzel Washington could do everything that he did in Equalizer and Equalizer 2. And and then the storyline itself, that shows, and the angles, that shows a good director mm-hmm. that knows how to work with actors to bring out the the Denzel and Denzel Washington. I still just can't, adjectives. His name is an adjective, just like Angela Bassett. <laughs> but with with Anton, this is such a great coup for MCU, and I am so glad that they're thinking in that direction. Yeah. Uh, and yeah, I would. I would and he works really with Denzel a lot, things. so I'd be curious what kind of movie, like if he could bring Denzel into a role in one of those. Films. I want Denzel like, in the MCU because he did Training yeah. Day. Like he's oh been working with God. Denzel since Denzel mm-hmm. got that new type of career. Like that Training was the Day other, was. 
I, yeah. And I said it, Trinity. Yeah, uh, also, nice. I, I think that he shoots uh, drama as well as he does action, so I'd love to see him handle, mm-hmm. like, a Moon Knight or oh, someone that he was... He would rock a Moon Knight. Or a Blade with Denzel. <laughs> well, Denzel probably well, couldn't play Blade, but he could if be it, if we were If we were going to do... Yeah, then they probably get Wesley. <laughs> they probably get Wesley back if they're going to do that. So uh, he's a brilliant director. Training Day did you know pretty well. You might have heard of it. Uh, and he's done incredible work since. I really, I'm one of the few people that loves Southpaw, Jake Gyllenhaal boxing movie. Uh, he's a great director, and I would love to see how he handles a Marvel character. And I love how much he wants to control it, not let it be a, a system. It be his mm. vision. But in the world of post snap life, we have an update. Daryl lives. Do we have a clip of Daryl living? <laughs> And those that don't remember Daryl, Thor's roommate, and also Grand Master's roommate. If y'all saw that from working um, Sundays, Uh, this video (laughs) is to say happy birthday, Thor. However many thousands of years old you are, I hope you're having a good time out there in the universe. And if there happens to be Wi-Fi where you are, um, (laughs) if you could just do a quick transfer, uh, I mean, quite a bit of debt since you left. Happy birthday, Thor. Uh, I miss you, and I hope you're having a good day. Oh my god, Daryl! 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 That's always the hardest part. So Daryl lives. He is now working Sundays because half the office was dusted, which yes. is a very interesting insight into the world of the MCU post-snap. Mm-hmm. The world has turned on, and yet they have to recover from half the people being gone. Poor Daryl. Uh, we also find out that Thor's birthday and Chris Hemsworth's are the same. What a coincidence. <laughs> uh, and Hemsworth celebrated his 35th birthday over the weekend, and if you don't follow him on Instagram, a lot of amazing people wished him very happy birthdays mm-hmm. in various ways, including The Rock. The Rock's happy birthday to Chris Hemsworth is solid. He re writes the birthday song it's it's some good stuff yeah. uh we, we are fans of the rock here in marvel movie news so check out that uh and daryl living on gives me great hope that one day in thor 4 we will see daryl on the big screen yes and i i think grandmaster probably made it too so i'm just gonna say oh yeah that. i'd say grandmaster definitely made probably it. Doing hey, okay. oh, hey. hey. <laughs> see he see? survived the snap see? he's right, <laughs> he's right here. here guys everything's he's fine. doing fine now, before we wrap up, we have a little TV to go through, uh, namely one of our favorite shows, the entire Marvel Movie News' posse, loves The Runaways, and friend of the show, Ryan Sands, officially announced that on December 21st, 13 episodes are dropping at once. Yeah. So you can binge this beast. They last time had two episodes, Finally. and then it was weekly. This you can just watch like a Netflix show. Wait, yeah. this year? Uh, yeah, December twenty yeah. first, man. What? So you get to watch it over like the Christmas holidays. That's crazy. They're filming Isn't right now, great? dude. Wow. Yeah, Runaways. Yeah, they're on set right now. Yeah. They're filming, so they're gonna finish this up before December, and it drops all of it on December twenty first. Yeah, I can no longer take the uh, the old cable model of uh, was an episode a at patience. a time, or even Castle no. Rock, looking at you four episodes and then like parceling it out. How dare you? I I can't just view things on a set schedule like that. My schedule is everywhere, so I need to binge everything on Sundays. Yeah, it's it's a this is going to be a great day and a half of life. 
And yeah, also, this is gonna be excellent. I think it's gonna tie into Cloak and Dagger. Uh, we also find out yeah. that there is a giant Easter egg breadcrumb that ties it into the MCU. So there is something in season two that has a like the the showrunner officially said there is something that ties it into you. I don't know if it's you know the sound of that or something, but I'm curious if that would be a thing if that would be uh, allowed on TV. Oh, you mean oh, no, right? I don't know. I'm oh theorizing. my gosh! Yes. I'm just saying that's that's. I mean, it could be. It could, it could just be the incident then. It could be, but I, I think but we're past. I think Netflix like wore that word down. <laughs> incident, incident. Yes, we know it's connected. I guess. Uh, so I'm really excited because Runaways season one I really dug. I am excited for season two, and we get all of it this year. Now I mentioned earlier in the show that Miss Marquia was not going to be here because of Burning Man. I will not be yeah. here because of Ireland. So next Which week, is August 28th. Yes, for those that are wondering. So we are going to uh, next week. Marquia is going to be uh, in in here still. I won't be, so yeah. she'll be here for that show. But uh, it is it is possible that the fourth. Uh, we yes. might have a dead day, like, a, yeah, like an absence. The, the Tuesday after Labor Day, uh, that will be both of us uh, trying to get back either into the country or, <laughs> you know, out of the desert and into the mindset <laughs> of, like, pretty much driving yeah. back from I'll be Nevada. at customs during this show, so I won't be yeah, able to... Yeah, so um, it looks like uh, September 4th, 4th yeah. that we won't be able to do that show, but... Um, if you can send Twitter questions, um, you know, send Twitter questions to at Marvel News PTN um, or, um, you know, do them in the live chat right now. We're going to try to get them down because we're going to see if we can uh, pre-tape something by answering Twitter questions. And then perhaps we'll be able to do that uh, for the 28th and then also September 4th. So then you'll have that. So send us your questions in on date with that um, for this week and then also do it for next week. Because um, depending on the amount of questions that we get, we'll see if we can pre-tape something for you. Yeah. yeah. So we'll, we'll be taping something today for then, and then we'll go forward and try to fill up the, the fourth as well. But yes. in the meantime, where can they find you in real life now? Oh, in real life, like right now and North not Hollywood. later later in this uh, <laughs> later this month. <laughs> hashtag birthday bird. Uh, uh, find me on Twitter and Instagram, at Markeia McCarty. That's M-A-R-K-E-I-A-M-C-C-A-R-T-Y. Um, I do have a big news to announce, but I can't announce it yet. But I will be doing that very soon, um, and maybe the 21st I'll be able to announce that. I, I hope so. We'll see. We'll see. Um, but otherwise than that, um, yeah, things that you can see me on. Uh, Sunday nights, uh, I do, I'm on the uh, fourth season of Tempting Fate. It is an RPG on Saving Throw Show. So on Twitch at 5 p.m. Sundays, you can see me doing um, RPG just awesomeness like right now we're in the middle of a campaign of hitchhiker's guide to the galaxy um i am lila eagle bottom uh, <laughs> an unemployed layabout that's all about the snacks so it's uh it's I actually relate it's that. actually pretty fun to do um and then monday nights i do my tragic horror rpg um at hyper rpg it's called 10 candles and right now we're in the middle of a campaign uh, the next one will be the finale of where um the sun has gone dark and uh, humans have existed underground for 300 years, but now it is time to escape to the rocket. We live in 10 levels. However, levels are being released to feed uh, giant beasts below so that the rocket can be powered. Will we make it to the stars in time? Bum, bum, bum. That's 6 p.m. PT on Monday. So hope to see you there on Twitch. Wow, that's really cool. <laughs> <laughs> yes, you guys can find me on all social media at Amy Cassandra MTZ. I do a lot of stuff on AfterBuzz. Popcorn Talk here, Geek Bomb, and I just started doing some stuff with Clever, so feel free to follow me and support all my shenanigans. 
Shenanigans. Uh, I'm Koyjandro. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Koyjandro, C-O-Y-J-A-N-D-R-E-A-U. You can find me here and on Wednesdays on Collider Heroes. And I'm also, I think around my birthday, we'll be able to tell you uh, that that sneaky thing I've been cooking up for like six months that is hopefully coming to fruition. And uh, in the meantime, if there are any fans from Ireland, I will be in your beautiful country. So send me tweets. Tell me where to go. I want to do Ireland right. And comic fans know how to see the world right. So tell me how to do it. And finally, uh, Marvel Movie News fans from New Zealand, I called in and did a podcast for you. Uh, Marvel, it's it's Movie News and 20 Qs, and they watch this show, and oh, they fun. they are diehard New Zealand fans, and I did uh, a call-in podcast, and the, one of the main guys was like, uh, everybody thinks I'm like one of the biggest experts in the country, but that's just because I watch your guys' show. So I wanted Aww, to give full credit to them awesome. for, yeah, so it was really that's rad. Fun. So thank you guys, as ever, for everything, and I will see you next week-ish by way of pre-taping and then I'll see you guys in September. They'll see you the 28th. They'll see me the 28th. Yes, and you'll see us the 21st. The ghost of Christmas past. All right, we'll see you guys soon. (laughs) Bye. From producers Maria Menounos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire Popcorn Talk Network, we would like to thank you for tuning in. For questions or comments, be sure to visit popcorntalk.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of the Popcorn Talk Network. The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of its owners or principals.